The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald has arrived. Patrick, hey. Rick, hey. Are you are you excited for, I mean, this is like Phoenix, you're going to be there, Riviera. It, fe- it feels very golf season right now. It does. I'm pumped for Phoenix. I am a little afraid. We saw it there in Vegas when we were at the Netflix Cup. I think the influencers in the wild are going to be a problem in Vegas, and I, I don't, I don't really deal too well with them. No, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> I kind of just scoff and judge them from afar, um, <laughs> which I think is better than saying it to their face. I just say it to you, if, yes. and if they watch this. Yeah. Tough luck. We like text about it or whatever. All right. uh, Let's jump into this because I got to get on HQ in a little bit. So we've got to stay focused. Now, this was the final day in which we played across two different courses. Now, when you add it all up, the guys who played the Pebble Beach Spyglass rotation going to be about a stroke better than if they had played the Spyglass Pebble Beach rotation. Yeah, do you think that's more conditions or just look who was at Pebble Beach today with Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay? I think it's just as much conditions as it is the quality of the player, if that makes sense. I agree because that big of a gap in a field this small with this many good players, it's probably too big to just be the players. So I think it is also the conditions, the win situation. I I, I think it... There is, there was luck involved in that. Yeah, um, but it was definitely much easier today at Pebble Beach. I mean, we saw like mid iron spin back, which does not happen usually. That can even make it a little tougher, honestly. Sometimes uh, we saw. I thought the rough was going to be a little bit more of a factor. It really wasn't uh, coming into the week, at least. And we saw a ton of guys just go super low. The greens looked. I mean, we talked about Bumpy Poena. There really wasn't too much of that. Maybe it'll come later in the week, but they're slowing the greens down, um, which typically is harder for these guys, it seems like, but didn't seem that way uh, on Friday. 
Yeah, they are systematically slowing the greens down uh, a half a foot on the stimp every day until we get to Sunday. The goal is to have them at a 10 on Sunday, which is very slow by PGA Tour. That's like your local muni, uh, but they are very, very concerned about those wins that are coming in. Yeah, and I honestly wonder if they're even going to finish 72 uh, holes. I know, I hate that. I hate to be that guy, but given all the contingency planning and the how they're going to determine if 54 holes is required or 72 holes and a potential Tuesday finish is needed, if you're planning for a Tuesday finish, sounds like it might be only 54 holes. A Tuesday finish on Super Bowl week would be a disaster <laughs> for CBS. <laughs> Worst case scenario. We they, they might play it, but there might not be any cameras or anybody there to to show it because they're like we're we're going to Vegas. We got to get the hell out of here. A Tuesday finish with Matthew Pavon and Thomas Dietrich again, probably probably not great. Uh, a couple of early spyglass movers. Colin Morikawa, I guess, didn't necessarily uh, move too much, but he did shoot a two under seventy. It was an even par thirty six. Uh, going out his second, the second nine of the golf course, his uh, front nine, he was able to put a couple of birdies on the card coming in. He is going to be in a tie for 10th, four shots off the lead heading into the weekend. I love his chances going forward. If there are two rounds left, if there's one, it's going to be tough, but they only showed him early in the day because most of the coverage was on Pebble Beach and the iron play looked really sharp. He was splitting fairways as normal. And I think the second round at the Farmers was just an anomaly, right? It was one of those things where things started moving a little fast. Once one thing went wrong, then another, and then another. And today, kind of tracking him, since I do have some investment tied up, it seemed like it could have been one of those days, right, where it got away from him. But for him to shoot two under on the quote more difficult draw more difficult side of the draw at spyglass and maintain touching distance to the leaders i think was very big because he played pebble beach great on thursday and i think he's capable of over the next two rounds matt fitzpatrick made nine birdies on friday so what are we thinking round of the day no Unfortunately, not because along with those nine birdies, he made three bogeys and a double. It is still a four under 68, but he moved from a tie for 14th into a tie for 10th. So maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit left out there on the golf course for Matt Fitzpatrick. Today. Yeah, you saw the horseshoe there on on the one hole. The double bogey obviously doesn't help also, but Tom or uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, if it gets ugly. He's the guy. I think Saturday is going to be pretty nice out there for the guys. But do you know who won the last uh, worldwide 54 hole event? The Alfred Dunhill Links. I believe uh, Mrs. Fitzpatrick technically won that. That's right. She did, I believe, hold the trophy on the Swalkin Bridge. So that counts. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's something to it. And I know he didn't play well at this tournament last year, but this was around the time where he had the neck injury. Yes, I, re I recall it very well because despite that, I picked him for one and done and he missed the cut like a complete bozo, mm -hmm. but really good history before that top 10 the year before playing some nice golf. He's just 
a quality player. We talk about underrated players. Matt Fitzpatrick is very underrated. Very underrated. Major champion. Won the RBC last year. More than capable of looking down a Scotty Scheffler like he did at the U.S. Open. A Jordan Spieth like he did at Harbortown. And I, I just don't think we really give him credit for it. I think he's kind of convert like since that win at the US Open, he, he's definitely taken a, a big step. And it would be surprising if he goes anywhere this weekend. Yeah, I also think um he just keeps getting better, right? So that's that's also something that we, we need to keep it <laughs> up. That helps. <laughs> Does help to just keep getting better. Okay. Uh the rest of the board, the top of the board, the names that are really in the mix with maybe 36 to go all played Pebble Beach. We are going to talk about those guys. We're going to look at the odds board, but we're going to reset here and take a quick break. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Justin Thomas sprinted out of the gate at Pebble Beach. He made four birdies in his first seven holes, played a bogey-free round, attacked one more on at 18 to shoot a five under 67. And Patrick, whatever happened, I don't know if he took it personally that he missed the playoffs last year and that he had that chip in that didn't go his way at the Wyndham. But basically since that point on, he has certainly looked a lot like vintage Justin Thomas. Today was vintage JT for sure. Irons looked great. Driver a little squirrely every now and then. Looked like he was battling a little little miss to the right every now and again. Short game, disgusting. Putter, he left like two strokes out there at least. If, if you putted normally, which was weird because coming into this week, the putter's been quite good. And Pebble Beach is such a good course fit for JT just because of the 
amount of wedges he's going to get in his hands. You look when he was back in 2022 from 75 to 100 yards or 50 to 100 yards. He was number one on the PGA Tour in proximity. And then last year he was 100th. And so seemingly returning to that 2022 form, you can see the course fit right there. And I will say the one thing I am continuing to monitor with Justin Thomas, and you can tell me I'm an idiot or not, probably, his long iron game. I'm still not sold Justin Thomas's long irons are back to 2022 where I can confidently say I'm like 89% of the way there to saying he's back to that type of player. I don't think you're an idiot. The thing is that will matter about four times a year. And he might, he might crush the PGA tour without hitting a long iron. Yeah. So it's just like into number two. I know he made birdie, but he came up like 20 yards short, kind of short sided himself. Didn't hit a great one into the par three twelfth, And it's like at pebble, it doesn't really matter. Right. But in major championships, it will. So, like you said, he's going to crush. He could easily win this week. I think he's going to win next week, too. And But major championship time, I think, uh, continue to monitor. Put it on the back burner. Wow, we've already given Justin Thomas two wins here. I, I, I love that. Okay. Um, he's two shots off the lead heading into the weekend. There's a trio at 11 under. We'll get to them in just a second. Patrick Cantlay, the man in the middle, 10 under, thanks to a Friday 70 that – Kind of got stalled out after the seventh hole. He was two under through seven. He then made 11 consecutive pars, including a par, actually a pretty decent par, that he made on 18 after hitting one into the rocks and having to take a drop. So uh, Cantlay did not finish this round the way that he would like, but one shot off heading into the weekend at a place that he has always played well at. 70 is not a great score. But it was a big day for Patrick Cantlay, I think. Just because of this mini trend he has going on for whatever reason, he played well in the first round at the Century, converted it into an okay finish, T12 there. But you look at the American Express, top five after the first round, kind of into contention in the weekend, finishes outside the top 50, Farmers Insurance Open. I know the two-course rotation kind of throws it off, but he was inside the top five after round one finishes outside the top 50. And so to for him to scratch and claw, sort of, I know it wasn't pretty. I know he would have wished he could have gotten something more out of the back nine and the par five scoring opportunities, especially blasting one into the ocean to finish. Like you said, a fantastic par. I think it was a, a big, big day for him. And for him to only be one back on a golf course he loves in a state where he's from, at a place where he's more than comfortable, he is dangerous, dangerous over the last 36 holes. The three at the top, lot of firepower here. Uh, we'll start with Scotty Scheffler, who was the big mover, an eight under 64 to get to 11 under, and Scotty was bogey-free. He had a birdie streak from six, seven, and eight. He had a pair of birdies at both one and two, 17 and 18, so that's Two birdies on your first two holes, two birdies on your last two holes, four out of six in the middle. That, yeah, okay, that that gets the job done basically anywhere in the world. You know, 
before a round, before you go golfing, you look at a scorecard and you pretty much envision your perfect round. Be like, all right, I'll, I'll pick up one on this par five, another on this par five. Ooh, short, short par four. That's gettable. That was pretty much Scotty Scheffler's round today. Yes, there were some bonus birdies. Number one was from 40 feet. 17, I think, was from 35-ish. Gained, what, like two and a half strokes on the field of putting, which is quite unusual for Scotty Scheffler. But the tee to green game was also there. Third tee to green, third approach, 17 greens in regulation. Not easy to do around Pebble Beach. And it was just a stress-free ho-hum round with the occasional bonus birdie. And that's how you get an eight under 64 when you hit it as good as Scotty Scheffler. Crazy. Uh, the 64 was one shot better than Ludwig Oberg's 65. That's how math works right out of the gate. Birdie Eagle on one and two. He made the turn in five under and added two more birdies on his second nine. This dude's just a problem. Like big, big, big problem. He is. And I think while his looked pretty ho-hum as well, 40-footer on one, off the green on two, really propelled him forward. And then, like Scheffler, he made he made a number of putts. I, I assume he's towards the top in strokes game putting today, uh, just based on what he did. And just the driver, I think, is, is such an advantage, especially in wet conditions like this, where your misses aren't as wide, you know? Like the fairways just get so much bigger when it's so wet out there. We saw every single tee shot just plug pretty much. And when you when you have Ludwig's length and he, he's fairly accurate to begin with, you can just pick apart a place like Pebble Beach when the conditions are down. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see him kind of with the big boys in a tournament for the first time over the weekend, right? I, I mean – I, yeah, and I'm under the impression that they're going out in threes tomorrow. Is that right? Uh, sure. So it's going to be Scotty Scheffler, Ludwig Oberg, and Thomas Dietrich in that final group, following up uh, a Thursday 63 with a Friday 62 squares on the card. The fourth and fifth hole, which was on Dietrich's uh, second nine of the day, but he held it together. He is, uh, unfortunately, though, I, I worry for Thomas that he is the gazelle that a, the, the pack of lions is 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 chasing down here. You got to give him his flowers for coming back from the disappointment of last weekend. Unfortunately, there's another par five finisher here with water involved. I hate to bring it up. I hate to bring it up, <laughs> but I did. And it's hard not to say he is going to be the forgotten man when all is said and done. It could be another similar finish, maybe a top 15 this time instead of, I think, T20 last week. But kudos to him for bouncing back, reading his transcript from last week. It seems like he's really battling mentally, and I know that was a, a big calling card on the broadcast with uh, Mike Smart, his old Illinois coach, some of his uh, insights being chimed in there. And so it's just going to be tough for him like you said, to compete with the consistency of Scheffler, just pounding fairways and greens. And then Ludwig just peppering 
3.30 out there all the time, and him hopefully just sticking around. It's a really tall task, and not only does he have to hang with those two guys, but in the penultimate group, you got Cantlay and JT also. So it's just uh, it's a tough weekend ahead for him. But it's been a weird year on the PGA Tour, so who really knows? Yeah, Matthew Pavone going for back-to-back wins. Who knows what's going to happen? Let's see what Vegas thinks might happen. And as we look through this, I want to go back. There is something you said, Patrick, I'll, I'll circle back on. Scotty Scheffler, no surprise, the favorite. He is uh, tied for the lead. He's plus 210. Ludwig at 4-1. to one. Cantlay, 6-1. to one. JT, 9-1. to one. Thomas Dietrich, the other guy. Uh, in that in that trio is 12 to 1, so not getting much respect from Las Vegas. Then there's a big jump to everybody else. Pavone, 25 to 1. Grillo, uh, 30. Morikawa, 33. You mentioned something like, uh, is this actually going to go 72 holes? Right? Mm-hmm. So let's do this first. What is the likelihood you think they get all 72 in? And I won't I won't hold you to this. I haven't looked at the Monday forecast recently, mm-hmm. but I've been told by third parties it's not great. Okay. And so w- what has to happen is at least half the field has to finish the round on Monday for them to go to Tuesday. Does that make sense? <sighs> yeah. So, but Sunday's the real problem, right? Like Sunday might be it might be a wash. Right. So, so then that means you'd have to find around Monday. In, but if that doesn't happen, half the field has to finish on Monday to go to Tuesday. Correct. And if half the field does not finish, they call it at 54. And they already said, no, we're not going to play more than 18 holes on Saturday because that can give a uh, competitive advantage. It's like we're back in Econ 101, competitive advantage. Um, so I think it is – I'd go 65, they get it in, 35, they don't. Okay. So with that in mind – Taking a longer shot does not necessarily feel great because if you're Colin Morikawa, a backer, you want you need 36 holes to get back into this thing. So that means we are kind of obligated to stay near the top of the board here. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I think that's why I like Justin Thomas at yeah. nine to one. Yep. Especially if it does get ugly out there and they have to play. You have someone with JT's skill set to kind of fall back on as well. Yep. And I think it's a pretty palatable price, also. Good price on a guy who's playing well at, of course, that fits him. And if conditions get to be, we have seen him, we've seen him be the outlier in some very extreme weather uh in a good way we've seen scotty shuffler be an outlier in a in a bad way in in some weather recently so very very small sample sizes but i agree all that considered the odds how close he is the pedigree the closer mentality jt is the bet here yes i i think it is kind of surprising he's nine to one i would i would think he'd hover closer to cantley at like seven but I know nothing about math and statistics and odds. Um, so who knows? Don't don't worry about it. All right, um, Josh, you can get rid of that. So let's look at the forecast here. Uh, I'm certainly no meteorologist, but Saturday seems to be pretty clean. I, the rain looks like it's going to come kind of in the afternoon and overnight. 
I think we'll be okay there. Sunday looks disastrous. Sunday is calling for an inch of rain, wind up to 38 miles per hour. We know they're already preparing to slow these greens down, but there there is going to be a point where if this forecast comes true, I'm not sure you can play golf. If the PGA Tour delays this round, I put this out on the internet. I will never forgive them. <laughs> I'm going to go to the officials next week in Phoenix. They're going to meet me for probably the third, fourth, or fifth time in their lives, but have the faintest idea of who I am. I'll have to reintroduce myself again, which I typically do. I'm just a generic white guy in the crowd. And I will say to you, I'll shake their hand and I'll be like, I've lost all respect for you. And I'll just walk away. Uh, yeah, I'm just the, I'm the, I'm the white guy in the quarter zip. You know who I am. <laughs> yeah. You don't know me, man. You don't know me. Look around. It's like that, uh, that picture of the guys, uh, at the baseball game all lining up. Mm, yes. That's, that's more or less the PGA tour media center. <sighs> well, we'll see. Sunday is going to be, uh, if this holds wet and wild and maybe not being played Monday doesn't look particularly great Tuesday. Eh. And then of course, something called the Super Bowl next week that I think everybody wants to get to. So uh, lots of unknowns about how many holes left to play, but you know what, Patrick, no matter how many are played when that final putt drops, I think we're probably going to do a podcast about it. Wow. Some things, you know, are always a constant, right? We're not impacted by wind. We're not impacted by rain. We do this inside. Honestly, it would be pretty cool for it to only be 54 holes. Just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm more than okay taking an extra day off. <laughs> the problem is you're not going to get an extra day off, right? Because you're, no. because we won't know that it's 54 until like Monday night. Yeah. So you're still going to have to be on. It's not like if they just said, Hey, we're just going to do 54. We're going to stop tomorrow. We're going to give it out tomorrow. That way, then you'd get your extra. This is, we're going to just sit around, wait around and do nothing. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just trying to be real with you <laughs> about how this would actually play out in reality. No, Pebble Beach is always uh, a thorn in my side. I think last year was a Monday finish as well. It, it's just, it's a really bad month out there for weather. And it's every year, it just, it rains. Well, that'll do it. We'll be back on Saturday night and then at some point in the future to recap the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Big thanks. Producer Josh does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available at P. McDonald CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.